welcome to the Punk Priestess Podcast. I'm your host, Majori, and here's another episode of Magic Mondays. So I hope everyone had a great new moon in Pisces on Saturday. It was super creative and magical for me, and it was really nice to not create with pressure and feeling that I was on a deadline of some sort, even though I was technically on a deadline to do some things, but it just kind of felt great to create without interruption and without feeling like I had to go somewhere, do something. And like my whole life, I feel it's very scheduled. And it's just nice to wake up and have a little bit of an agenda, but feel like, okay, I don't have to rush. I can work on my own time frame to get what I need to done. But yeah, I really hope you had a really great Pisces new moon. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to have the Libra full moon once Aries season starts. So it's going to be really cool and look out for some exciting things that I'm going to be offering um, for my shop. So <laughs> details will be announced soon. But yeah, so that's pretty much it. And right away, I want to talk about some of the astrology that's happening for the week. And the first astrology event that we have going on will be Mercury going into Pisces. So Mercury is currently in Aquarius and... On Monday the 15th, it's going to be going into Pisces. So it's really good because we need a break of constant communication and we need a break from being in other people's business or people being in our business. And with Aquarius energy ruling the collective, ruling networking and everyone trying to work together for a like cause, you know, it's great. But sometimes we kind of just need to be in our own energy and kind of figure our own shit out and connect with our own self and soul, and soul purpose and not get distracted by um, the bigger picture, in a sense. So I kind of like this energy settling down into Pisces. And we're going to be having Mercury and Pisces until April 3rd. So, you know, we have a little bit less than a month of this energy, but I think what we can do with it um, will be very uh, rewarding. So what does this mean? What does Mercury and Pisces mean? So Mercury is all about the mind, and I'm going to talk a little bit about Mercury because it's a very important planet, and I feel like not a lot of us know what it means because Mercury always just gets the attention when it's in retrograde. So kind of let's talk about what it means when it's not in retrograde and when it's direct. Mercury, it rules the mind, rules mental energy. It's how we think, our intellect. It's how we communicate, how we speak. It rules our words, ideas, and thoughts. It's very important because without communication, without the written word or, you know, speaking, without thinking, we can't get anywhere in life. (laughs) So it's a very important planet, which is why it really affects us personally because it's a personal planet. So the planets that are closer to the sun, those are called personal planets. And the planets that are further away from the sun are outer planets. And that is more outside influences. Mercury rules Gemini and it also rules Virgo. So a lot of people don't know about it ruling Virgo, but Virgo is a lot of mental energy and it's the more organized version and Gemini is the more scattered version um, of Mercury. And you might notice that a lot of Geminis are writers, are comedians, are speakers, and it's because they're really quick to make connections with language and with their thoughts and with their wit. Like they're very funny. And I love seeing a Gemini in action at a party or like a group setting and just really seeing how their mind works. And it's just so instant, like getting, being able to connect with people, being able to make jokes out of something. And it's just, it's so fast and immediate. And like as other signs, we can't catch up to that intellect, which is why Geminis are also the master communicators 
and they can socialize effortlessly and so fluid with anyone. And it's pretty envious, I feel. Like I love watching Geminis out in the wild because they just have this ability to just pick up on everything so much faster than the rest of us. And it's a gift and it's really cool. And I love that. And they're also able to find words to their thoughts and ideas. And that's kind of an issue we're going to be having now that Mercury is in Pisces because Pisces, it communicates very indirectly. It's all about the illusion. It's all about the fantasy. It's about dreams. It's about things that, you know, might not even be real. It's all fantasy. And, you know, with a sign, with a planet like Mercury in Pisces, it might make communication more difficult. It might make us feel like we don't have the words or the language for what are what is on our mind. And that's okay. It's okay to be like, you know what, I don't want to talk about my feelings or I don't want to, you know, explain or elaborate the way that I feel. And that's fine. Sometimes we just don't always want to talk about our feelings. And Pisces, sometimes they want to or they'll do it in other ways that are more spiritual or, or intuitive uh, instead of just being very brash and outright, outright like an Aries Mercury would do. Right now, protect your ideas, protect your vision. Like we're going inward. Like we were so outward with Mercury and Aquarius. It was a lot of energy happening. And now we're going inward and we're like, okay, let's communicate with our soul. Let's communicate with ourselves and our needs and our feelings. And when you go inward, you tap into another channel of your intuition. And your intuition is able to communicate thoughts and feelings and ideas to you that are very helpful. And a lot of times when we're so out there in the extroverted world, we can't get that insight and that internal information because we're distracted. And it's nice to kind of have the world be a little bit more quieter so that we can get in tune with ourselves and what we want to manifest um, for the new astrological year ahead of us, which begins on March 21st in Aries season. So we have Aries season starting and I'll get into that more next week. And then also on the 21st, we have Venus going into Aries until April 14th. And I'll talk about that a little bit more next week as well. But yeah, so that's the astrology of the week and the main points that I wanted to talk about. And the next thing is the tarot card of the week. So tarot card of the week, the Queen of Wands reversed was a card that I pulled. And this is always very unfortunate to me when I pull the Queen of Wands reversed because that is my personal favorite tarot card and I just always feel that she resembles so much inside of us and when it's reversed it's a great reflection period for us um, as a collective and just to kind of see what our shadow is showing us and hinting at and when I read the court cards I don't put a gender on them but um, this card I'm just going to say she the queen is the ultimate badass of the tarot deck and everyone wants to be her. Everyone wants to embrace that power and that energy of self-confidence and knowing who the fuck you are. And it's just living life on your own terms with just knowing that you are in charge of your destiny and trusting and believing in that personal power and that energy. And it's very contagious and it's very, um, captivating and that is why the queen is the celebrity of the deck it's like everyone wants what she has and she's not a cocky 
mean person with this energy, with knowing who she is. She's her best self and she inspires others to be their best self. And that's her journey and her mission and her desire is to live a good life and is to bring others higher in that elevation, like on her level. I love that this energy really shows where you are in your life. And when it's upright, it usually shows like a moment of confidence in your life. And when it's reversed, it also shows an area that can have some improvement. Like maybe you're not feeling so confident right now. And I think as a collective, kind of reflecting back on how far we've come in a year with this pandemic. And, you know, it took a toll on our self-confidence. It took a toll on who we thought we were in this world. And that was the power of 2020 being the year of the emperor, being an Aries year, because it forced us to redefine ourselves. It forced us to redefine what we thought was important in our life, who we thought was important. And it just completely dismantled and pulled the rug from underneath our feet and actually showed us a raw, true vision of what our existence is. And a lot of us weren't ready to face that. And a lot of us are still reeling from that reveal of that truth, of that shadow, you know, seeing things for what they truly are. And sometimes when you take the blinders off and those rose-colored glasses, it's not always what you thought it was and kind of like breaking free from that lie breaking free from that illusion. And that's what the emperor did to the collective. And, you know, with the Queen of Wands reverse, it's just showing that collectively we might be feeling lost a little bit. We might be feeling that we lost our lust for life and maybe what make, made us feel special, what made us feel seen and heard because a lot of us haven't been able to express ourselves to the full extent because we're doing it in an introverted way. We're not doing an extroverted way. So we had to pretty much reprogram and change the way that we express ourselves through a more internal lens. And, you know, that can be jarring for a lot of us. You know, the Queen of Wands reverse, this is when we have moments when our confidence feels low and misplaced. Either we're having feelings of self-sabotage, we're feeling inadequate in many different areas of our life, and just maybe not feeling a high level of energy. But we have to remember, we're still in Pisces season. So Pisces is a lower energy in terms of like not negative, but it's just kind of revealing a different side of ourselves. And, you know, there's the light and the dark swimming inside of us continuously every single day. But do not lose yourself to the chaos and the negativity and the system around you. You have to understand that when you're feeling low, and you're not feeling like your highest self, that it could just be part of your imagination as well. You know, people aren't judging you as hard as you're judging yourself. So really, like, whose expectations are you trying to impress? Are you trying to impress someone else's? Or are you trying to impress your own um, high standards? So just kind of take the pressure off of yourself. The universe has your back. The universe got you. Like, don't worry. The universe has you. Don't lose sight of who you are. You've come through so much, especially if in the past year. So the Queen of Wands is a reminder to remember who the fuck you are and to continue living your truth because the right people, the right energy, the right opportunities will align in your favor once you start acknowledging your power and your self-worth. And also don't waste your time and energy going the extra mile if it's not being reciprocated. And this means setting boundaries. And that's another reason why there's the black cat and their traditional Rider-Waite-Smith card imagery 
of the Queen of Wands is to show that darker side, to show that shadow, to show the occult, to show areas um, of self-reflection and that need growth and improvement. And one of those areas are boundaries. It's like, what boundaries do you need to set? You know, some boundaries that you need to set are maybe not staying late at work if you're not being fairly compensated, not hanging around people who bring you down, not subscribing to surface-level conversations, surface-level friendships, living a surface-level existence, <laughs> subscribing to the conformist channel that really is empty. So, you know, the queen just asks a lot when it's reversed. You know, not all the time can we be embracing the light of our soul. Sometimes we got to embrace the dark and really look inward and see, okay, where is an area of growth for me? Where can I improve? What needs to change in my life? Why am I feeling dissatisfied? Am I dissatisfied at myself for not living up to certain unrealistic standards um, or measures? Or, you know, is it someone else? Like you kind of have to just kind of figure out your own shit in a way. And that's what the Queen of Wandruverse is trying to show us at this time and to utilize the rest of Pisces season the most that we can to do this deeper search into our own internal mystery. Also, you know, Mercury is just going to be entering into Pisces, so this work is not done. You'll find the language to the feelings and emotions you've been trying to express for some time because maybe you're like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling frustrated, I'm feeling a certain way, but I don't really know what it is or I can't pinpoint why. And, you know, that could just be because Mercury being in Pisces will offer you that awareness, that language, that insight. So just kind of, you know, wait for everything to unfold when it will. I want to talk about something that I've been doing recently in my own personal practice with tarot, and that is rolling astrology dice. So I've started using astrology dice, and it's really cool to use, especially if you're into astrology and tarot. Um, and this, you can start off really cheap. Like I started off with a cheap set of astrology dice. I think they were like $8 from a holistic shop that I found. So you can also find astrology dice that are made of crystals. I personally want to treat myself one day to a really nice rose quartz astrology dice set, but they're pretty pricey. They're over $50 for um, crystal astrology dice that are engraved and everything, but they're gorgeous. And if you use them a lot, it would definitely be worth it. But I suggest starting off with the cheaper $8 plastic version of it <laughs> so you can kind of get more familiar with them. But Astrology Dice, um, it comes in a set of three and it's 12-faced dice. So one dice has the 12 zodiac signs, one has the 12 houses, and then another one has eight planets that doesn't include Earth, but it includes the Sun, the Moon, the North Node, and the South Node. So definitely very astrology-driven there. And I prefer to use them with tarot spreads or with clients or even when I'm pulling cards for myself. So when I pulled the Queen of Wands reversed, I ended, up pulling, I ended up rolling some astrology dice to go along with it to get a little bit more insight of why this card was reversed and how we might more be collectively connecting to this reversal. So um, what I rolled with the astrology dice was the Sun... Aries, and the second house. And I find this very interesting, um, especially in relation to the Queen of Wands and with Aries season on the horizon and how we're paying attention to the second house, especially with the stimulus check coming and, you know, regarding money, because the second house rules what we value. It rules our 
own value, like our self-worth. It rules money. It rules our property, possessions. It also rules the Hierophat. And 2021 is a year of the Hierophat. So it's a Taurus year. And it's just another reflection of how much our life has changed in the past year in very drastic ways. Because we're going from two different type of energies, from Aries, the Emperor, to the Hierophat. So we're going to teacher energy. We're going to lesson energy. And what did we learn? We learned that we value security and safety over anything. And we're trying to get more of that in our life now, which is why the stimulus check is coming up because that's going to offer some type of relief, either if it's going to be used for spending and certain things that you need and it's going to be used maybe for savings or just to pay for things to help you have more stability in your life. And there's nothing more second house Taurus energy than that, than putting money towards savings, towards things that help you stay grounded and create more security in your life and for your future. I definitely feel like that's a huge um, influence going on, you know, regards with um, the second house in connection to the Queen of Wands reverse. It's like a huge reason why we might not be feeling super confident right now and super um, and feeling like ourselves is because we might have a lack of resources right now. Everyone was hit in some way with the pandemic, either financially or displaced with home, um, family things, like a loss of a job. Like there's been a, a lot going on. So of course, that's going to reflect on our self-esteem when we're used to having security, when we're used to having safety and having consistency with money, consistency with safety and security. But with the sun and Aries, we have to find a way to reclaim our power that we lost. We have to find a way to fight again for what we want. And you know, Aries, second house energy, it can feel like sometimes the price of your independence um, is your freedom. Like sometimes you can't have the independence that you want because you have to, you know, work a full-time job. You have to do things you don't really want to do for security purposes. Like maybe you have to move back home because you need more security in your life. Like there's a lot of things, like a lot of displacement, like even taking a job that's a lower salary, but at least it's something, you know? And we're in just, everyone is dealing with, situations affecting the second house and a lot of it's not really fulfilling like we're not all of us are living fulfilled lives like we're coasting we're doing the best we can but there's some area in our life that's not fulfilling um either it could be financially it could be if the home life relationship sector our own self-worth and values that's all being um, assessed right now at the table and the hierophat is in charge of that that kind of rhymes, but <laughs> the higher fat is, you know, being discerning right now. It's like, okay, you know, let's, let's look at all that we have and let's look at all that we've lost and let's try to gain back what we've lost in the most practical way that we can. Things may seem like they're still dark and, you know, it's, there's not like a hundred percent a cure or answer, but there will be better days coming soon. Things will get easier. It has to persevere through this difficult chapter that's never ending. 
but there'll be some release. The energy will alleviate a little bit once you continue to stay persistent and to do the work. And, you know, just remind yourself, look how far you come. You came so far from the past year, both spiritually and physically and emotionally and mentally. So don't disregard that growth. Okay, so crystals. So every week I'm going to start answering some of your crystal questions. I've been getting a lot lately. And if you have a crystal question, feel free to message it to me on Instagram or email it to me. I will be happy to answer it on the podcast. Okay, so one of the questions that I got was, what are the crystals on my wish list? So first off, it would probably be more citrine. I have an amazing piece of high quality citrine um, and I love it to death. It's at my desk and it's manifested so much amazing things into my life. And every time I'm near it, money comes into my life, <laughs> which is really wild. But I have stories, definitely a lot of stories that I can talk about um, with citrine, which I'll do another day. But high quality citrine is really hard to find because the demand is extremely high, but the availability of high quality citrine is super low. And it's really hard to find, and you'll see that citrine ex- uh, prices are very expensive, and it's just getting more and more expensive. It's already over my budget, <laughs> like out of my budget, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll treat myself to some tr- citrine again this year, but definitely citrine. And um, yeah, you just have to do your research. And if you're interested in citrine, I'll list in the show notes some vendors that have citrine that's high quality that I trust because a lot of citrine in the market is fake like probably 90% of citrine in the market is fake um, or very low quality so you don't want to waste your money and anytime someone (laughs) buys citrine or is thinking about it I'm like show me first and I'll let them know um, if it's real or fake because a lot of citrine is heated overheated amethyst so you have to do your research before spending Uh, ample amount of money on crystals but citrine is on my list I've also wanted a huge amethyst spear full of rainbows for a really long time I have amethyst and many other forms but not a spear and amethyst spears are very expensive so that's on my wish list and I would also like to get a rose quartz spear I'm very picky with my rose quartz because it's my favorite crystal and I have a lot of rose quartz so I need to get a rose quartz spear that's really special and it has to be perfect, but the right one hasn't aligned in my life. And yeah, I think another uh, crystal on my wish list is rhodochrosite. So I have a, a chunk of rhodochrosite and I want to get a rhodochrosite slab, like a pretty big size slab, but it's super expensive. Like rhodochrosite is more expensive than citrine. So you're talking like a lot of money. But one day, one day I'm going to get a huge rhodochrosite slab and I'm going to put things on it and take really cool photos with it. Like I can't wait. I already can envision it in my mind. It's just I need the money and I need the right one to align in my life. But that's kind of like a long-term goal is to have a really um, juicy piece of flat rhodochrosite. And it's my favorite visual crystal because it's just the most beautiful hues of pink. It's like juicy dark like strawberry pink mixed with light pink and it's just gorgeous like I love pink crystals that's my favorite so yeah that was one of your questions and I'll answer more um throughout the episodes but I just wanted to talk about that one 
I think that's really fun. Yeah, so the crystal of the week. So um, I want to talk about Labradorite and Spectralite because these are crystals I've been using a lot ever since I started getting into crystals. And um, there's a lot of uh, confusion, I think, between the two. So I'm going to just break down what they are and how uh, they're different. So um, Labradorite, most of you like know probably through Instagram or just in like your own personal collection. It has more of a blue green flash, like greenish yellow flash. And Labradorite, it's cheaper, it's more accessible to find, and it just flashes right away. Like you don't have to do a lot of work to get the Labradorite to flash. Um, when I say flash, it's like when it shows its color. And Spectralite, it's way more expensive, it's harder to find, and the colors are different than Labradorite. So Spectralite, it has more purples and pinks and golden yellow colors in it, and it's just gorgeous. Like Spectralite is one of my favorite crystals, and a lot of it can be like a lavender sheen as well over the crystal. It's not so dark like Labradorite. But yeah, Spectralite is more expensive, it has way more colors, but it's harder to have the flash. So you have to kind of turn it at different angles. It's like more hidden. And then when you turn a different angle, like you move your crystal around, you'll see that rainbow color effect. And it's so gorgeous, it's so worth it. But you have to do a little bit of work to get your spectral light to flash for you. <laughs> so what's the difference between the two in terms of healing properties? Spectral light, its energy is our unconscious desires. Uh, being magnified. It's like more of our internal self. And it's deeper. It's more mysterious magic. It only operates unconsciously. It's not like we're conscious that, you know, our magic is showing or like this energy is working for us. So, so special light is more for like deeper mysteries being revealed, doing more shadow work or connecting with different um, parts of like dreams or your psychic abilities and it's just a little bit more intense. That's just what I would say with Spectralite. And Labradorite, um, it's a little bit more of an easier energy to navigate because it's more accessible than Spectralite. Spectralite's like, okay, I'm going to show you what I want to show you. And my, I have both pieces. I have Labradorite and I have Spectralite Labradorite. And my Spectralite we have a communication with each other and we communicate through how flashy it can be. So if my Spectralite wants to be in a certain place in my apartment, if I'm like moving it around um, or trying to place it somewhere new, it will show its flash if it likes where it is. And if it doesn't like where it is, it won't show me anything. So that's kind of like a form of language I don't know what you would call it, telepathy, crystal telepathy language that I have with my piece of spectral light. And it likes to be at my desk and by other crystals, like it'll show you what it wants to look at by giving you that flash and what it wants to face and channel that energy in. Whereas Labradorite, it's like more accessible of where that energy is being navigated at. But I find Labradorite to be very Pisces and it's definitely very Pisces, Mercury energy, because Labradorite, it's known as the magician stone, and it's the stone of truth-telling. So it forces us to see the truth around us. It awakens our magic and intuitive abilities. It helps clear and define our third eye. And 
with this in relation to Pisces, Mercury going into Pisces, it's just another indication how um, we're going to be starting to see the truth of certain things. It's going to be communicated to us through our intuitive abilities. And I love that. Labradori also likes to be by your magical tools, like your tarot decks and crystals. So you can place Labradori on your altars, place Labradori in areas in your home that's very magical or where you do a lot of your spell work or whatever you're doing that's magical and witchy. Put your Labradorite there. Like I personally have my Spectralite Labradorite piece at my desk and it faces my computer because I'm creating a lot of content and a lot of magic from my computer. So it's a very fitting that I have it on my desk. But yeah, definitely feel free to put Labradorite wherever, kind of have it speak to you. But I suggest um, putting it where you create most of your magic. Um, Labradori also helps you open your third eye. It helps you be aware of dishonesty around you and people who are unauthentic. And that's something that's very powerful because it makes sure that you're not wasting your time or energy on people who are fake and who are not um, who they say they are. So it's kind of like, you know, with the magician, um, you know, people think musicians are tricksters and, you know, that could be a case. Like there are musicians out there who are tricksters and who are con artists. And Labadori helps you stay discerning between the two. Like is this person and their authentic magic or are they not? Are they putting on a show for attention, likes, or, um, you know, whatever it is, like manipulating people, like manipulation magic. And it also questions yourself, especially with Spectralite, does more of the work of questioning your shadow. And it's like, are you creating from truth? Are you creating from intention? Or are you just creating surface level posts to keep up with, you know, Instagram or whatever? So it's kind of like, so questions, where your magic is coming from? Is it authentic? And how is it being displayed for other people to witness and be inspired from? So the true mastery of the musician is mastery over yourself. It's like really making sure that your magic is your own. It's your truth. It's not someone else's formula for success. It's your own. Like stay in your own lane. Um, that's kind of what a Labradorite reminds us to do. So that's Labradorite. And definitely put um, submit your questions to me about crystals and I'll answer them. Um, okay, so music of the week, and I've been really into this musician a lot, and I think like this whole episode, it just totally, um, you know, gets wrapped so together perfectly with the themes, and Jenny Haval is a musician I want to talk about, and she's totally um, Mercury and Pisces energy. So Jenny Haval is a musician who um, is very experimental, but it's more on the witchy side like her music's very like inspirational witchy it's like darker mystical mysterious and she sings about femininity but in its raw form like raw beauty and it's very haunting mystical radical like all in one like all of my favorite things <laughs> and her subject matter is really wise and it's just real and it's Mercury and Pisces, but exalted in a chamber of resolved mystery. 
she's singing about things that the conscious collective is aware of, but she's doing so in a way that is completely mystified. And it's just some of the coolest music you'll ever hear. And it's just so inspirational to me, especially as I'm creating magic and listening to her music goes hand in hand. And I think every witch out there needs to listen to Jenny Haval because she'll totally change your life and just make you feel just super spellbound. So I think her albums in general just have really cool names. Like one of my favorite albums is Blood Bitch. We have Innocence is Kinky, Apocalypse Girl. Those are just like some of her (laughs) album titles. And I think they're so cool. Um, And some of my favorite songs are Spells, Female Vampire, The Battle is Over, and King Size. Those are my favorites. And I have a couple of those songs actually on my Pisces season playlist. So if you're interested in hearing more of Jenny Haval, you can check out her music there. And she's on all platforms. She's a really big artist, um, especially in Europe. So yeah, definitely check her out. She's been inspiring me. And I think um, she'll inspire you too. So I just wanted to close uh, by saying that I have very limited tarot readings available for March. I'm going on vacation at the end of the month, so I'm going to be gone for a couple weeks um, from taking tarot readings. So definitely, if you want a reading for March, book as soon as possible so I can get you in. And then um, if not, I'll see you in April. But um, yeah, that's uh, that for tarot readings. And if you stay around to listen to the interview after this episode, um, it is with my friend Kat from Style by the Sign. She's amazing. We have such a fun conversation. And thank you so much for all the podcast love and everything. I'm so excited that you're loving this podcast and I can't wait um, to share more magic with you. So thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your week. Mm -hmm.